recorded live. Signature. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Virtual Talk Show produced by Married Men Don't Talk, the talk show with the top-selling book and an app for your Android smartphones. We come your way every Tuesday night from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but you can get more info about this show by visiting our website, www.householdstress.com. Listeners can participate in one of our live weekly talk shows by calling in or logging on to householdstress.com from your personal computer as an anonymous guest. Phone lines are open right now, but this show is strictly for men only. So call into the hottest talk show in the world. Now, we have a couple of rules, and they are absolutely no profanity, no politics, and more importantly, no racial stuff. This show is apolitical and race neutral so that we can make sure that any man can feel comfortable on our show. And furthermore, fellas, this ain't Bible study. We want you to just be able to come to our show as a man, and that is it. This virtual talk show always presents the hottest topics for discussion, and tonight is no different. Tonight's topic is, are you married to a dream killer? My name is Rodney, and I'll be your pilot, a ventriloquist, and I might even DJ a little bit tonight, but more on that later. I've got a lot of material, and the hope is that I can get this plane off the ground and ultimately land on a safe conclusion. This is a fluid conversation, so if you do have something to say, please feel free to do so, or if you just prefer to listen, that's absolutely fine as well. But please try to hang on until the end, because you'll definitely want to hit a conclusion to this episode. All right, all of that said, let's get started. Are you married to a dream killer? Does everybody dream? Does everybody dream? Yes or no? Yes. And do you have any dreams, brother? Absolutely. Would you like to briefly share one of your dreams? Um, I dream of getting a promotion at my job. Okay, I thought you already got that. I want another one. Okay, all right. <laughs> All right, good words, good words. Anybody else? What is your dream? You want to share one of your dreams? Brother wants to get a promotion. But what about um, on the flip side of that? Um, Hold on, Rodney. I, I had it on mute, man. I was. Oh, talking. okay. Well, do your thing, brother. Go ahead. What's one of your dreams, P-Town? Talk to me. One of my dreams was always to, uh, was to uh, have my own, start my own business. All right, all right, cool. Good stuff. Well, God's well blessing. I've done that, so I'm doing that right now. So it's pretty cool. That's what's up. That's what's up. So on the flip side of that, fellas, what do you think a dream killer is? What kind of characteristics does a person have to be a dream killer? Probably someone that. Uh, doesn't agree with your uh, either timing of your dream or, or doesn't agree with what your dream is. Mm-hmm, a naysayer. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Already thinking negative, like it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, naysaying, negativity is the norm. And when somebody's talking dreams, they always feel compelled to rain on their parade. Yeah, maybe who, somebody that doesn't have any of their own dreams. Exactly. That's good words, Seahawk. But who who's more of a dream killer, men or women? Women. Women? Yeah. <laughs> Why you say that? Because they are. <laughs> just by their nature? Yeah, just by their nature. I don't know. There's some men out there. Uh, I would say the older you get, it's more men than probably women. You think so? I know so because there's men out there that you tell them their dream and and they're more concerned about security about, or instead of taking risks. I guess the older you get, you know, you get families and stuff, they're more concerned about to secure their family than taking risks and going out there and achieving something on their own because you may fail. Does anybody think they're currently married to a dream killer? Would your current wife be a dream killer? Depends on not. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't speak on that because her dream was my dream. She wanted a business for herself, so we just went in together. Okay. All right. Good work. Mine could be depending on the dream. <laughs> so depending on what it is. Yeah, depending on the dream. Okay. What about your first wife? Was she a dream killer? Oh God, yes. <laughs> How so, brother? Yeah, everything I wanted to do or try attempt, it wasn't gonna work. Mm-hmm. It, it was just no way. You know, that, that's that's how that was. I mean, always had something negative to say about it. You know, just kind of like abandon all hope type situation. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. But do y'all think there are two basic personalities in life, dream killers and dream builders? Like you either one or the other. Everybody falls into those two categories. Hmm. Got nothing for that one. Yeah, I mean, I think that we all generally fall into one type or the other, and that's due to our environment, our media diet, you know, what we read, you know, um, and how we engage in 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 others. You know, it's it's a it's a contrast. Um, and there's an old adage that birds of a feather flock together. I know y'all heard that, but do y'all think that dream killers? tend to gravitate toward their own kind as well. Killers hang with killers. Nah. No? Uh-uh. Misery loves company kind of thing? Exactly. I don't think so. What about dream builders? Do dream builders recognize other builders? Yeah. I would say that more so. can only be with so many haters in a room. <laughs> it is true. Okay. You know what I mean? That then you know the positive folks are gonna roll out. You know you could probably have one hater, and one out you know um, 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 outward hater, and then a closet hater in a room. The positive people may not peep the closet hater. 
and they'll just ignore the outward hater because they know that that you know that's their personality. But if you're in a room full of haters, you're gonna find a different room to go to. <laughs> so, so who would you rather have around you? Dream builders or dream killers? Who would you rather have in your circle? Dream builders. No dream doubt. builders. Dream builders. It's not more, and it's the vision. Sometimes it's the way you you uh, uh, communicate your vision. People got to buy into your vision. True or false? Dream big or go home. True. 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 Yeah, I think we all agree with that. But do all of our dreams come to pass? All of our big dreams, do they come to fruition? No. no so far, no. no. Not all the time. Oh. Yeah, some of them come to pass while others become fine-tuned and, you know, find their fruition in a different form than we originally thought, you know, they would. Um, yeah. But, I mean, has has a dream killer... I want y'all to think about this. Has a dream killer ever killed any of your dreams? Has a dream killer ever killed any of your dreams? If you can remember. Nah, man, I'm responsible for that. Okay, anybody else? Has a dream killer ever killed any of your dreams that you can remember? Now, they've tried, mm-hmm. but uh, unsuccessful, failed miserably. Matter of fact, it was motivation. Let your haters be your motivators. Well, you know, just people tell you something you can't do, that makes you more determined to do it, you know, just to prove them wrong. You know what I'm saying? Somebody says you can't do something. You you tend to have a bunch of reasons why you can. Right, right. And use that to your advantage. Right. You know, my now I know one thing. My wife will ask is how. She will ask how. She's never really said you can't do that. Just how? How you gonna do it? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Put it together for. Her. But you know, I have been around some dream killers who said told me you. Point blank, you can't do that. Mm. Yeah, we are absolutely going to get into that. But I want to play a quick clip. This is uh, 10 seconds, fellas. Y'all know who that was? Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin. Mm-hmm. Now imagine for a moment what life would be like today if a man named Alexander Graham Bell had never dreamed. We wouldn't even be on his phone tonight. Mm. You know, now Bell, Graham Bell was a scientist. He was an inventor. He was an engineer. And he was an innovator who's credited with inventing the first practical telephone. But do y'all think there were any dream killers around during Alexander Graham Bell's day? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And do y'all think that his dreams would have ever gotten off the ground if they if they weren't opposed by dream killers? If he didn't have some opposition? Do y'all think that would, his dream of the first telephone would have gotten off the ground if he hadn't been opposed by dream killers? Well, yeah, I mean... Go ahead, brother. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, it didn't work the first time, especially if something doesn't work the first time, that's where your dream killers are. Sometimes you have to fine-tune that thing a couple times to get it to work. I mean, there was a lot. There was Langley who tried to get a plane off the ground before the Wright brothers, but the Wright brothers got it done first. So, you know, it wasn't a dream killer. It was just that they were able to keep going and going and going until they got it done. If it wasn't for them, with a glider, we wouldn't have airplanes right now. Yeah, that's a good point. I think some people are motivated. People are motivated by different things, but some people are motivated just by being the first to do something. So they they don't necessarily need a dream killer to, you know, motivate them. Somebody saying they couldn't do it. If it ain't been done, they're going to want to do it, and that's their motivation, so... Good words, good words. So what does this mean? What does all of this mean to you and me? I mean, which which camp do you personally find yourself in, a dream builder or a dream killer? I'm a dream builder myself. All right, anybody else? Dream builder. I'm dream a dream builder. builder. Yeah, I'm, I'm a dream builder, but I, don't, I also don't believe in blowing smoke up somebody's behind either. <laughs> Like my man said with his wife, I'm a, I'm gonna give you a good dose of reality, and I'm gonna tell you if your if your plan is is shaky or not. But you know, I also would try to help you achieve that plan. But you know, you gotta want to be helped as well. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that you're not a dream killer out of malice. You just want you know what's best for somebody by just keeping it real. Like you know, they need that <laughs> that reality check. Yeah, because if, if somebody comes to you half 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 tail or you know with something that's that's not not coming correct, and, and you tell them, oh, this is great and this and that, you you setting them up. So some people need that person that's going to ground them and 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 really let them know you know what it's really like, especially if something that's you know hard to achieve. Now, I also believe that nobody should give you that sort of feedback or criticism without trying to add value as well. So, you know, that has to come along with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you even respect the fact that somebody brought their dreams to you in the first place? I mean, do you take that as a compliment? If somebody said, you know, let me let me let me drop my dream on you, brother. I mean, do you do you respect that? Do you do you appreciate that fact before you give them that reality check? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would I would think it's definitely a compliment when someone close to you, I mean, literally pours out their heart and soul and reveals their hopes and dreams. I mean, that, that's that's a bit much. Um, but you know, back back to us, uh, we all said that we're dream builders. But is it possible we could be in both camps, the dream builders and the dream killers, depending?
depending on who we're around at the time. Is it possible that we can be both, you know, depending on who's who's in the room? You know, the brother said there's a bunch of haters in the room, you leave the room, but is it sometime do we hang out with the dream killers? You know, could we fall in both camps in 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 some situations? Yeah, I mean, you 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 don't give uh, up friendship because you know they don't believe in what you believe in. However, you know you still got to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't want to be a part, you know, you stay to your side. I do my thing, and then we come and eat dinner every once in a while. Because a lot of people, and this is real talk, I mean, to the day, they don't believe it until they see it. Mm. They don't believe you, maybe because they know your past or how you were, but they don't believe it until they see it. And then when they see it, they still don't believe it. Good words. You, you speak of the past. Um, were any of y'all dream killers in your past? I know now you're a dream builder, but, I mean, looking at your past, do you think you could could have been categorized as, as sort of a dream killer back in the day? Oh well, yeah, absolutely. I could have been. You could have no, been one, sir. Yeah. Good. Good, Ike. No, I just, I just, you know, I just had very, very narrow views when I was younger. You know, one of the brothers said, you know, depending on what age you are in life, you know, also plays a big role in this, also. You know, and I was at that age where I had a very limited view of the world. And if someone gave me a dream of theirs that didn't match my view, I would tell them it's impossible. Hmm. Doesn't make any sense. Not going to happen. Yeah, personally, I, I think I'm more of a a dream builder. And, I mean, my mind never stops. I mean, I'm always inventing or exploring new things and, Sometimes I can't even sleep. There's so much racing on my mind. Um, you know, I have to get up and write stuff down, you know, because I just, just a lot of stuff just going, you know, just going, going, going. So, and I also tend to see the, the sunny side of issues. You know, I always try to imagine a bright future rather than a, a gloomy one. Um, but, you know, back to dreams. Has anybody ever had a dream that failed miserably? Has anybody ever had a dream that just failed miserably? I can't say. I'm still doing my first dream, so I don't know. <laughs> so would you say that first dream, would you say is it is successful or is nearing success at this oh, wait point? Wait a minute. I have to say um, that's not true. My first okay. dream, it failed misery, but it was my fault. What was it? It was basketball. You know, um, when I was younger, you know, when you when when your head is so big, everybody tell you how you know great you are and how you can make it to the stuff, and then you're dealing with uh, coaches and saying, hey, you know, you need to work on your left a little bit more or something. And you end up, you know, you're bigger than the game. You don't want to pass the ball. Then they sit you down because you don't want to pass the ball. You know, you look at them as a dream killer. 
So, so you had people telling you you were going to the league? You had people P Town telling you you were going to the league or something? Yeah. Hmm. Now your boy went to the league. Yeah, yeah, I was in the same group with those guys. I had a couple guys who went to the league. I got a guy now who's still on the Hall of Gold Trials. We all grew up, played ball together. You know, we all in the articles in the papers back in Carolinas when we were all young. But there was one thing is that I had an attitude problem. And I didn't realize that until I got older, what that attitude can do for you. Yeah, my son got to learn that lesson, too. Oh, you know, I had all D1 folks calling the house, letters and everything. So, you know, it's just like, you know, but you, when you when you had that attitude where you're better than everybody else, you know, you're hurting your own dream. <clears throat> yeah, but what would you say about your friends that, you know, went off to the league. Would you would you classify them as dream builders or dream killers? No, I, I classify them as hey, they did the right thing. You know, I I won't go disrespect their dream because they made it and I didn't. Mhm. You know, I still was able to do my thing later on in life. I was still able to do what I always wanted to do. And one of the things I always wanted to do is teach other kids from the mistakes I made. So when I I had that opportunity, I was able to do that. So I was able to coach, even to the point where they wanted me to coach high school down here. But because of my travel, I couldn't coach high school down here. The words. What, what about the rest of y'all? Do you would you classify your friends as dream builders or dream killers? All my friends have their own business, so. <laughs> <laughs> so they all dream builders. Yeah, yeah. I came up around folks that wanted to work for themselves. Even on this call, you know, I'm a boy. This call is a dream builder, so, you know. Yeah, but don't don't we have friends in both camps? I think T-Hawk said it earlier. Like, you may not, they may not be out of, an out-of-the-closet dream killer. But you know, on the on the sneak tip, on the low, you know, they like nah. You know, they thinking that that, that that stuff you talking ain't gonna work. But I think we have friends in both sides, dream builders and dream killers. Yeah, but you can't deal with them folks because they're living their own dream anyway. Their dream may be have a family, have a successful job, and and work their way up the ladder. So you can't fault them for having their dream, they you know. But when they start putting their dream into your dream, then then that's, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dream killers are good for watching the game, but that's about it. <laughs> you hang out with them, watch the game, talk a little smack, but you can't talk about business or family or things like that with them because they'll, they'll just you know you see right through that and it, it gets on your nerves. But I do agree that. You know, there are still people I associate with that I would call dream killers. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you think, would, would any of them, would you consider they have an abnormal dream-killing attitude? 
I mean, like, no matter what it is, you may say, yeah, I think I might put a basketball hoop in my backyard or whatever the case may be. No, you can't do that. The HOA, you know, get on your, you know, you can't do that. I mean, do you have any friends that just have an abnormal dream-killing attitude? No, not abnormal, but I think uh, I find there's always something that they've either wish they would have done or, or, or tried to do and weren't able to do. And so they try to bring you down with that. Um, you know, and a lot of them, it's, it might even be subconscious. It just might just how they operate. They might not even know they're doing it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think it's anything outlandish. But, yeah, I mean, if, if they, you know, if they started their own business and they failed, and you talk about you want to start your own, you know, you get a lot of negative comments from certain people. So you're saying it's kind of rooted in their own fear, fear of failing. Yeah, I think a lot of times it is, or or their own past failures. Mm-hmm. Or could it be they they have a real fear about how your failing might affect them? Is that possible? That is, yeah. And they might, you know, they might, and like you said, I mean, it could be a combination because they might see too much of, of their past failures and want to spare you the heartbreak and the failure. And that's why they keep pointing out why it can't be done, what may or may not happen if you do it, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff. But what about your wife wife's friends? She got any dream killers, abnormal dream killers that that, that she runs with? That you know of? Does your wife have any, have any dream killers? My wife has a dream killer, and this woman here is a self-dream killer. She kills mm. all her dreams on her own by herself. Mm. Okay, so she wants a man, but she is the worst thing that could ever happen to herself when it comes to getting a man. She always sabotages herself. Yeah, I got one of them, too. And she let it bleed over to her daughter because she's the one that has the daughter that has the baby father who uh, asked her to marry her, and she said no. And now the baby father is going out dating, and now the girl is mad. I don't know why he doesn't want, he's not trying to holler at her. She said no. Exactly. You know, you turn around. <laughs> you don't get a second. Just give me a second chance. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, ain't too many dudes going to just keep proposing over and over again. And, you know, she let her mom talk into that. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, being your own dream killer, is that always a bad thing? If you're your own dream killer? If you can't see it, in my opinion, because I see someone who can't even see it. And they always asking my wife, you know, what am I doing wrong, you know, blah, blah, blah. To the point now, my wife is tired of even talking about it, you know. I mean, but what if they just realized that a particular dream wasn't feasible or maybe it wasn't completely thought out or, or maybe another idea was better? You know, can it be some, some positives to, to being your own dream killer? I guess there could be if you're a rational thinking type person. You know, if you have enough insight to see that, hey, maybe this plan 
wasn't the best, even though I'm not ready for it now, I'll defer my dream till later. You know, if you're that if you're a rational type thinker to think something like that, then yeah. But if you can't see it then and you can't take criticism from other people that are pointing it out to you, then there you go. Mm-hmm. Now back on October the twenty fourth, nineteen ninety five, rapper Fat Joe, aka Joey Crack, he released his second studio album called Jealous One's Envy. And six years later he released Jose, which stands for Jealous One Still Envy. But here's the question, fellas. If someone is in a bad space in their own life, do you think it's hard for them to support and be happy for somebody else if if they're pursuing their their own dreams? Or can jealousy and envy start to creep in? They see somebody, you know, going forward, you know, pursuing their own dreams, and they're not in in the place where they can do that, so they just hate. Yeah, I mean, that happens. I mean, that happens with me and my wife right now. Um, you know, I used to have these plans, and I used to tell her when we were engaged and we were newlyweds, things I wanted to do uh, and, and what level I wanted to get to in the government. And she would look at me like, yeah, you know, right, you know, she'd been in the government for eight years, and she'd been trying, and, you know, it takes a long time. You know, she would tell me there's a process involved and all of that. So then when I started doing it, and I just totally skipped the process in her eyes, you know, there was some envy and some jealousy that creeped in there. She was honest with me and told me. Wow. Because I just said I was going to do it, and then I did it. You know, and she had never seen that before, you know. And yeah, I remember I used to take her back when we were, you know, we were dating and stuff. I would take her to go look at houses. And she was like, how are you going to get a house? You know, you, you don't even have this, that, and the other. You don't have that in order. And I was like, you know, I don't know. It's, you know. Just because I don't have it doesn't mean I'm not going to one day have it. Hmm. That's deep. So you're thinking that sometimes excuses can kill somebody's dreams. You know, like, oh, all the time. You know, I can't. I, I would like to do X, but, you know, because of this and this and that and that, I can't do X. I yeah, I just be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, T.R. I just think the excuses are the biggest killer of dreams. You're oh, man, that, that drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, T.R. I said, you talk yourself out of your own dream. With excuses. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, I mean, I, I would think you would come back and, and ask yourself, why not? Hey, give it a shot. Yeah. What? You know, that's... I mean, and again, it's got to be within reason. It's got to be realistic. Everybody's not going to be president of the United States. Correct. Correct. Everybody's not going to fly to the to the moon. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, but you got to remember. I mean, that's that's a good example because you know how many people told him that he was crazy for going to president. That you'll be the first black president. They're gonna kill you. You got to imagine it was a bunch. You got to know he got a thousand saying, "Man, they're gonna kill you." Especially with his middle name being Hussein. Yeah. yeah. With the name you got, they're not going to hire you as president. <laughs> you know Yeah. I mean, look at them now. Yeah, they're still that, trying to do it. And, and they're trying to be dream killers. 
And you got to think of all the people that he didn't tell just because of that reason. A lot of times you don't tell people what your dreams are because you don't exactly. want to negativity. Exactly. Mm. Speaking negative. Yeah, that negativity. It, that, you know, a positive and negative is never a positive. So for somebody to bring in negative into your work, to your dream, that only affects you because that brings you down a little bit. Because now in the back of your mind, you're thinking about that negative. I'll tell y'all a story, man. When, when, when I was working on that book, um, I didn't tell anybody my, at my job about the book. Because you're talking about haters and negative folks, man. Didn't tell anybody till it came out. I just didn't want to hear it. You know what I mean? Nobody knew. It was like, huh? You did what? What? I said, yeah, man. Go to Amazon. Now you can buy it. Didn't tell anybody. You know, because I was telling about the call, this, that, and the other. You get a lot of hate mail. Nah, man, that ain't for me. Why would I want to do that? Okay, you can only take but so much hatery when you're trying to be positive. Mm. You know, so some people you just you just don't tell. And then when it comes to light, then they say, oh, wow, what is that? Yeah, yeah, now you want to know. Now you want VIP tickets. Well, you just said something profound, brother. And I don't even know where that came from. But, I mean, what you're talking about is almost, it's almost kind of like the witness protection program. And what I mean by that is the witness protection program is is protection of a, of a threatened witness before, during, and after a trial. Yeah. And... While the witness may only require protection until the conclusion of the trial, some witnesses are provided with a new identity and may live out the rest of their lives under, you know, this protection. And witness protection is usually required when there's a risk for witnesses to be intimidated by colleagues of defendants. So you say you didn't let anybody know at your job, you know, you kind of, you kind of put your dream in a witness protection program. I did. You you didn't shelve it. You know, you were still working on it behind the scenes, but, you know, it was kind of, it, it was a secret. It was protected. Mm-hmm. But was that was that easy? Was that easy to do, to just say, you know what, I ain't letting none of these jokers know what I'm doing behind the scenes? I mean, it's but, not easy to do, especially when you have some free time at work and you work on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People may walk in, hey, what you doing? Nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I ain't doing nothing. Yeah. You minimize your screen, keep it moving. Mm. You know, especially the job that I had where it was, it was very, it was very demanding. Always there, twelve hours a day, most days. You know, so I had to try to find a way to get in what I could get in, and then work on it at home. You know, but again, it was, it was, but it was worth it. Because I didn't want to get any negativity. I didn't want people to ask too many questions. And then I didn't want to. Here's another factor. I didn't want something to happen where it didn't come through. Mm. A lot of people do that. They tell people, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that, I'm doing that, and it never comes through. Because people speaking negative uh, yeah. against them. 
Yeah, sometimes, you know, you jinx yourself. But it all depends on what you're capable of. Like, if you do it within your own comfort zone, you'll probably succeed. But when you step outside your comfort zone and try to do something enormous, you know what I mean, it's best not to tell a lot of people until you right. believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this, T-Hawk, you know, back to the office. And I realized how important it was to, you know, to put that book, you know, in the Witness Protection Program. Um, but, and I may be reaching here, but, do you think in your office, in your previous office, there was an an office hitman that was always, you know, there to, to shine that critical light on on, on some aspects of, of your dreams? Was there somebody that always come? Oh, you can't do that. You know, the, the all just always critical. Did you have like an office hitman at your job? Maybe you didn't. I don't know. No, 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 no. no. Anybody? Anybody ever? You know, had experienced that where there's an, an office hitman or maybe it was a hit woman. You know, just always, it's always just negative, 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 you know. Anybody experience that? Yeah. Mm. I knew I wrote that question for a reason. Talk yeah. about it, brother. Yeah, uh, you know, usually, I, you know, I got some young women, D.C., uh, socialites working my office. And, uh, you know, it's always something negative with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like it's to the point where, you know, I don't even bother to ask. You know, I kind of ask because I'm kind of, like, obligated to, but then I don't really want to know because I can pretty much pick the story. Well, how come in ain't worth nothing, blah, 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 you know, woe is me. You know, I don't care about all that. You know, it's like if you, you, you can't pick a man, then, then that's your problem. I mean, but. It's like they want to put all their issues on men. You know what I'm saying? It's always, it's always like it's a talking lifetime movie or something. You know, you know, you see them, and you know they got their head in their hands, or they arguing with someone on the phone. They got a bill in their hands, and you know well, what's going on here? Oh, well, you know, I got to pay the bill here. You know, uh, you know, it's just so hard. You know, if I had a good man out here to help me with these bills, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Keep up the good work, you know. I don't know. <laughs> that ain't keeping up the good work. All that complaining. Yeah, they're always complaining and stuff. And then you tell them like, uh, "Hey, well, you know, like the idea never comes to them to like get training to get a promotion." Mm. You know, when I hit them in the head with that, it's like deer in the headlights. It's like why? Why would I take? They can't understand the fact that. Why should I take responsibility for myself and instead of waiting on a man to take care of me, why don't I go on and better myself so I can make more money and, you know, help me and my, help my family out? It's like they don't want to hear that. They only want to talk about how bad men are. Well, you you said that, you know, your dream is, is getting another promotion, you know, at, at your job. Um, yeah. And... You know, we're talking about them being critical on on anybody's your, your dream or anybody's dream. But do you think you should avoid that critical light or examine what the light reveals? They're being critical. Should we? I mean, should you avoid it at all costs, or should you take it and say, you know what? Let me see. 
if there's any truth to what they're saying. Should you examine what the light reveals or should you avoid it at all costs? I don't know, man. I, I'm, what, what, what light are you talking about? Oh, you're losing me. That critical light. You know, when, you know, you say you want a promotion, you explain how, you know, how to get a promotion. you got to take some training class and everything. So you're saying, you know, I'm signing up for these training classes. I'm about to get my promotion. And then here they come with the with the crit the critical the negative attitude, and do you I mean do you even bring up the fact that you're taking some classes that you're working towards that promotion? No, no. Just like T Hawk said, no. Okay. I deal with the usual shock and all when people hear my name called. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like why is that? That makes no sense. I had no idea. Hmm. Now, my bosses know how ambitious I am because there's any training out there, and I'm like, yo, I want to do that. Or if there's anything outside of the box that everybody else don't want to do uh, because they're lazy or because they feel like it's beneath them, then I jump all over it. I say, I want to do that. But can that, can, can, can facing that, that critical spotlight, can it be, can that be uncomfortable? Yeah, it can be very uncomfortable because I have a lot of older people on my level that I work with, and, you know, they tell me, you know, they make little comments like, you know, you ain't had to pay no dues. You know, <laughs> had to come up the way I had to come up. You know, I had to, you know, it took me 13, 15 years to get where you at, you know. <laughs> and then I sit there and I look at how they work, and I say, well, I see why. Hey, but look, but look, that's the same thing as when people used to say they had to walk 18 miles to school. Right. <laughs> I'm like, man, I got a cop. That's right. right. My I day, I was coming up there with the train and you know, in the bus. He had to walk to school. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I only had one pair of shoes. I only had one pair of shoes on my feet. <laughs> walk uphill both ways <laughs> in the snow. Hand me down shoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, it, it can be uncomfortable. But could some things actually start to come into focus when you look at your dream from a killer's perspective? You take a step back and you put yourself in their shoes and look at it. Look at you know, look at your your dream promotion or whatever your dream is from from a killer's perspective. Could that actually help things to, to start to come into focus a little bit, or no? I mean, what, what I'm saying is that when you come to a clearer understanding of your dream after your dream killer puts the spotlight on you. I think I understand what you're asking. Can a dream killer point out a flaw in your thinking, right? Bam, bingo, exactly. So your line of thinking, can a dream killer make you say, man, you know what, this really isn't going to work? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they can. They can. It's called doubt. Mm-hmm. They can inspire doubt at any, <laughs> and in any situation. And uh, it's up to you to decide how much doubt you're going to let them uh, bring you away, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting somewhere now. Now, when they bring you to that clear understanding, when they when they point out that flaw and you kind of take a step back and say, you know what, my dream killer is actually right. And in, in that respect, when they point out the flaw and you kind of, you know, step back, should you thank them? Should you go thank your dream killer for pointing out that flaw? Is that something you should do? 
No, I mean, you, you. I mean, shouldn't you acknowledge that their critique was enlightening and, and no. brought you to even greater understanding of no, how to make your dream happen? No, no, no. They didn't get no confirmation of being a dream killer. Really? They get no credit for being a dream. Killer. No. But if you were to thank them, if you were to thank your staunchest critic, how do you think they would react? Okay. If you were to say, you know what, thank you for pointing that out, you helped me. But how do you think they would killer, react to that? Is a dream killer a critic? Absolutely. Starch critic. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, because I could have a dream, Rodney, and you could be a critic. But you ain't killing my dream. You want my dream to work, but you could be a critic. Be like, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to work that way. We, we we may have to do it a different way. I mean, you've done it several times. And I'm not saying it's a dream. I'm just saying it may be a plan. It may be a goal. And you, ah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a saying? thought, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, thought, yeah. yeah. So, so that may not qualify because because you did say dream. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but I mean, if you thank them, you know, going going back a little bit further, it, that might make them keep their their next thoughts to themselves. No, if you thank them, <laughs> no. no. I don't understand that line of thinking. Right, <laughs> It'd be your dream killer, but. I mean, no, they or they might. On the flip side, you thank them; they might think they're genius. You know, by helping you, you know, point out your flaws. They're like, you know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a possibility of that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even still, you know, what about this? By thanking them, could they all of a sudden be supportive of your dream? You know, all of a sudden becoming like a full fledged dream building your dream. If you say you no, know, no, 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 I don't think that happens. I don't think that that could happen. I think they, I think they would be quiet. I think they would, I think they would quiet down on some of the uh, dream killing uh, tendencies. But I don't think they're gonna just be like your chilies with pom poms and stuff. I mean, but if you embrace their insight, you don't think it's possible they would want to see your your dream work out after all? I mean, after all, they've invested themselves now. They've gave you some 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 critical feedback to say, you know, no, that might not work or whatever it is. I mean, they've invested themselves, in, and you you turn around and say, you know what? Thank you. I appreciate that. You don't think that they might possibly want to see your dream work out after all? After you took their negativity and turned it around and, and used it as a positive, you don't and think I know it might. You, uh, you got to give me an example, man. You got to give us an example. I know what he's talking about. He's talking about how you deal with negative people because you do this at your job. You deal with people, you make them think that your idea is their idea, so they'll champion it. Exactly. And they'll go ahead and doing it without giving you any feed problem because they think it's their idea. You know, I work with a bunch of people like that. <laughs> they're they're self <laughs> Their self-importance is off the Richter scale, you know, because mm-hmm. in their own mind, they are the supreme ruler and know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, they dominate in a doorknob. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, T-Hawk? Mm-hmm. I, do. I do. You know, because the, 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 the case in point, I ain't saying my wife dumb as a doorknob. 
Just think of it. It was his dream. They fired the man with the dream when he made this company go public. He said, well, we know how to make it better than you. And then they said, well, no, we don't. We don't understand your dream. Because it was based off a dream. And they had to bring him back. Mm-hmm. It's good words. Yeah, it really is good words. Mm-hmm. Because that can apply to all of us. That can apply to all of us, just the point. Yeah, because how many times at a job have you left the division and then they end up calling you back saying, hey, we got your old job, we really need you back. <laughs> hey, you left. Mm-hmm. We've all had that call. Mm-hmm. Or or your old team is emailing you saying, we wish you want you, we want you back because this guy don't know what he's doing. Well, who do you need more? Now, I ask the question, who do you love more? Who do you need more, your dream builders or your dream killers? You really need the From dream From a competitive... Hmm? Go ahead. You need the dream killers more. Yeah, yeah. Because those are your motivators. The motivation. Dream killers. Mm. I mean, just tonight, NBA started, right? Yep. Right? There's yep. a guy named, they call it the king, LeBron James. They call him the best in the world, but then they say he's not the best in the world because he hasn't got a ring. Right? Right. Then they got mad at him because he left a small market to go to a big market. And then the first year, he got to that dream but didn't make it. He didn't win the championship. Second year, they still was faulting him, and what ended up happening? His dream came true. He holding that big ring, that nugget up tonight. Mm-hmm. It can happen, fellas. So would you all agree with that, that you need your dream killers more than your dream builders? Not me. I need my dream builders. Okay, why is that? Uh, because now I'm at the point in my life where I don't see dream killers as motivation. I just see them as a hindrance. As a you know, as they they siphon energy, positive energy. You know what I'm saying? So you saying they they suck the life right out of you? Too much negativity just pull you down? Yeah, if if you let them, yeah, you you got to always fight to keep them from sucking the life out of you. But does anybody think they're grounded enough to not let dream killers get you down? I mean, are you are you confident in your own opinion of things that? You have a bunch of life suckers around you and it really don't phase you? I am. I mean, but but is opposition necessarily bad? Is that a bad thing? Is opposition to your dreams necessarily a bad thing? No, not necessarily, no. I want to play a clip uh, just following up on that before we move on here. This is only 30 seconds. So we right. need them to be pessimistic to a certain degree, not to a point where it'll stop us from our, our forward progress, but it will it will slow us down a little bit so we can pretty much see, you know, what's in front of us. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but it definitely can. I can see what you're talking about. Though. Yeah, so it's not necessarily. It can be unpleasant. 
but it's not necessarily a, a bad thing. Um, and I saw this uh, quote, and I thought it was interesting. And the quote was the, the it was a question actually, and the question was, can stars shine without darkness? Now, if you think about that, now you're the star. You say you're a dream builder. You got all these you know dreams and promotion or running your business or whatever. I mean, you a star. But can you shine without darkness? If you it's hard to shine without darkness. That's right. And I and I'm thankful for those old heads that sit around and do things the way that they think is best for them, because they sometimes they make me look good. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful. I don't love them like you was asking. <laughs> I mean, a dream killer is your not so silent partner in success. With oh yeah, criticism. Yeah, they play a part in your success. They do. I see. What you're mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going somewhere with this. We're going somewhere well, with this. Well, well, is it possible to shine among other stars? It is. It is. Because mm-hmm. that could be a whole another dynamic of dream killer. Talk about it. When you're around other people who who have who have succeeded in their dreams, mm. and now they're looking at yours. And now your competition, mm. your people that you 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 looked up to because of their success is now your competition. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get to the point where you know they may not be envious of you, they may not be congratulatory of you getting to their level because it's like a secret club now. You know, you may not be welcome into that club of successful folks. That's good I mean, words. I mean, I might be reaching, but, you know. No, you ain't reaching. I mean, and, and even on the flip side of that, T.O., no, that's good words. What about dream builders who are too positive? You know, all they do around you is just cheer you on. You know, but they, they don't really give you, you know, the they, they don't give you that criticism that you need, you know, where your dream, it needs, it has some parts that's got some holes in it. You know, it needs some focus and some attention, you know, at this part and that part. But you have people around you who all, yeah, do your thing, T.R. Yeah, that's that's what you need. Yeah, just keep doing. Do it just like that. But they never criticize your dream. Can I mean, can that can that be, can, can a, can a uh, two positive uh, dream builders be around? Could that kill your dream also if they don't give you that? That necessary criticism that you need, they all they do is just positive. Everything is positive. Oh, it's great. You know, just do your thing. Just keep doing it just like you're doing. They never offer any criticism. There, there's a word for that person. What's that? Your mom. Mm. Wow. Your mom is, 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 is for most people anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your number one supporter, and, and whatever you do, whatever her baby does, it's all good. Oh, this dude brings up a good point. <laughs> Talk about it. Because my mom had me thinking whatever I chose to be in life, no matter what, she was going to be proud. And now that I sit back and think about it, I was like, what if I was like a dope dealing murderer? <laughs> <laughs> what if I was a terrorist or 
something, you know, with my mom be like, that my baby is, you know, what, 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 I mean, because she just had such enthusiasm with me growing up, you know, like, no matter what. Mm. Y'all, yeah, man, y'all, y'all just stumbled upon something. Um, I, I want to switch gears here, take it up a notch. Um, talking about your mom. Do you come from a family of dream killers? I'm talking about as you were growing up. You know, is, is there a killer in your family? Is there an uncle? Was it your dad? I mean, your brother? Your cousin? Yeah. Where did anybody uh, come from? Go ahead. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm taking up so much. <laughs> this for I you, got, brother. Go ahead. I got cousins, man, who are serious dream killers. I mean, they're, they're dream killers to this point now. To where they, I even have a cousin that lives in D.C., and she doesn't even know I'm in D.C. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how bad of a dream killer they are. Their their whole side of the family is. I mean, they they always, no matter what I did growing up, they always criticized it. And you know, like they would ask me, you know, like I, I would tell them what I want to be when I grow up. They tell me you can't do that. I remember distinctly one time I was trying to learn how to do the moonwalk. And they were like, you know, you can't do that. You can't do it. You know, you're doing it wrong. You can't do it. So I just gave up. I mean, I just literally, I mean, it was so it was so much, I just gave up. And so now it's to the point where I found out it's just easy in life if I just don't say nothing to them. They stay straight, just stay away from them. Right. I'm with that. But could their motivation for killing your dream actually be rooted in love? Hmm? Could it be rooted in? I mean, do, I mean, do they think know, they know what's best for you? If you dreaming that you want to be a neighborhood dope dealer, the best one, and they dr- kill that dream, yeah, that's motivated in love. But what if it's not? What if he wanted to be the the head of of the government? <laughs> <laughs> the president or whatever, yeah. and they just kill it. Can do it. You got to tell that brother he can do it, man. Work hard and you'll get it. I mean, that's the only advice you can give them. I mean, I tell my kids that if they work hard, they could be president. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you never know. Somebody, somebody, listen, listen, the craziest part, somebody told one of our presidents that. When they Absolutely. Were if you mm-hmm. work hard enough, you could be the president of these United States. Somebody told them that, and you know what? They believed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they put that tunnel vision in effect. And I don't know if y'all are aware or not, but the governor of the state of Maryland, uh, Martin O'Malley, when he was a child, they have a, a picture or something of him uh, with a birthday cake. You know what the birthday cake says? It says President 2016. Now, Martin O'Malley has been on the fast track. Um, there have been rumors of him running for president next time around. I mean, could you imagine they're giving a little toddler, a little three, four-year-old, put on the birthday cake, President 2016, and that joker become president in 2016. 
Speak it into existence. That's right. That's right. But when you have family members, I mean, how many of us have family members that, I mean, they take multiple hits out on our dream, mafia style. I mean, they come, blah, 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 blah. I mean, they don't just hit you once. They come back. They come back again and again and again. Just shoot your dream all up. You talking you know, to Sam? Yeah. Well, I mean, let's let's just get to the point. That's when we talk of family. Let's start at number uno, nuno, and that's just mom. Let's say, let's say, um, you know, mom has their dreams for you way before you have your own dream. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you know, she has this dream. You going to college, getting this this great job, so she can spoil and talk to you about. You know, she doesn't have a a dream of you. Uh, getting out of college and starting your own business or not going to college and starting your own business. You know, usually those those don't come. So when they do come up, you know, they're questioning, well, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? How are you going to save for this? How are you going to save for that? So they're looking at uh, world differences than your own dream difference. Good words. And do y'all think that if someone were to come from a family of dream killers, family full of dream killers, brothers and all his cousins, do you think that that person is more prone to be a dream killer themselves if they come from a family of dream killers? I never stuck around to find out. <laughs> what do you mean? You separated yourself? Yeah, I separated myself from. Well, 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 let me ask you this, brother. Mm-hmm. Now things, you know, turned around. I guess you can moonwalk now, probably. I hope. Um, but let, I mean, for, on the real, real talk, brother. I mean, you're pretty much living your dream. Yeah. We just we we just talked about how you just got the promotion. You're working on another promotion. You managing employees now, trying to get them promotions that they won't listen. But I mean, for real talk, you living your dream, right? So, how should you respond to those those cousins of yours, those dream killers in your family, when you see them at the family reunion? How how, how do you respond to them if you know y'all were? I'm very I'm very modest. I don't I don't brag or talk about. You literally would have to drag it out of me. I don't. I don't put tip. my business out there like that. But you on the humble tip? Yeah, humble and quiet, man. Covert. I don't. I don't like people knowing too much about me. But you don't run them, run up on them. You know, saying, "Say I can moonwalk now." Yeah, no, no. You no, no, no. I'll stay on the other side of the room. <laughs> you just like me, man. <laughs> you know when it's time. Brother, to- I'd rather for people to go on and take their opinion of me. And run with that instead of me wasting my time trying to show them otherwise. That's right. Mm, that's strong. That's strong. Well, speaking of family, somebody mentioned it earlier. Um, when your kids come to you with a dream, are you a dream killer or a dream builder? I'm a dream builder. Dream builder. Now, on the real fellas, I don't mean no harm. <laughs> But some of your kids' dreams and ideas are really stupid, you know. And and why I say that is, is that isn't it sometimes appropriate 
for you to be a dream killer instead of that dream builder. Just <laughs> say critique because you don't want to ever kill their dreams. Mm-hmm. You just want to critique them and kind of guide them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't ever want to say that's dumb. I mean, however, it could be <laughs> dumb is, 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 you know, anything, but you never want to say that. You always want to, you know, just critique it and try to say, okay, well, I hear you, but have you thought of it this way? But now, my my kids are little, so I don't know. But if you got a, if you got a grown man, damn near, and he's still out here trying to be a rapper. DJ's <laughs> age. You know, I mean, don't you gotta kind of hit him in the head a little bit? I like, think so. Yeah, grown man, <laughs> hit a forty-year-old rapper. No, we're well, not. Like you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I mean, yeah. The older you get, the more you know. You you gotta kind of bring those expectations back to life. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, oh, just tell them, hey man, listen, you got a a very minimum chance of of actually getting a contract. The more money, I keep telling folks, the money is behind the scenes. You know, if if you got mm-hmm. skills, be a writer, be a ghost writer for somebody. You know, put it out there and, and then let people buy your stuff. You make more money that way than trying to be out there trying to make less money. Because the people that really that do the the rapping and everything, they only make the minimum amount of money. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the people behind the scenes, the producers, the the engineers. The engineers, they the ones that make the money, because they got a full time job. Mm-hmm. These guys got to pay for they got to pay for everything. They got to pay for their time to be in the studio. They got to pay for their travels. All that comes out their money. They get whatever's left. So yeah, they get forty thousand dollars for a show, but then they gotta pay their entourage, they gotta pay for their outfits and the jewelry that they wear and that travel, and then when they get whatever's left, they might only get a couple thousand dollars after it's all over with. So, yeah. so would y'all say that some people dream too big? Is that possible? Like they can dream they're gonna you know, they they're gonna be the next Jay Z? Well, the dream may be, you know, it, yeah, yeah, it is possible, yes. That's possible. Or the next two pop. Mm-hmm. You 40 years old, you ain't got no demo tape. <laughs> ain't nobody ever heard you rap a day in your life, and you got four kids over here, and you getting ready to quit your job to go be the next Jay-Z. And yeah, I got to kill your dream. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. But I want I want to I want to play a little bit of uh, Tupac. Um, ten seconds, fellas. Tupac didn't play, but I want to ask. Um, you know, you're talking about killing the dream. Oh, there it is. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. But, you know, you talk about killing dreams. I mean, what about you? Can you recognize if you personally have a tendency toward being a dream killer? Like if somebody comes up to you, I mean, do you do you take a, I mean, can you recognize that you, you're you about to kill somebody's dream when they pour out their, their heart and soul to you? Or do you just 
give it to him. Like the brother said, give him that dose of reality right out the gate. You take a moment to reflect like, man, I'm about to kill their dream. Do you do that? It all depends. Just like the brother said, you know, you got a grown man that wants to be a rapper. You know, your object is to kill their dream. If they don't have a demo tape, they haven't been, you know. Um, i tell you, I'll give you a prime example. Okay. My daughter wanted to go to school for um, interior design. Okay. Um, throughout her life growing up, she never, she didn't have a sketchbook. She never did any of that. She never showed any interest. You know, so when she brought it to me, I was like, you know, this is, this is not something that you have always wanted to do. You know, so where is this coming from? Did you get it from somebody else? Yada 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 yada. I asked a lot of questions, and I said, well, you may, you know, you know, I, I don't know if I was that supportive of it because mm-hmm. of where it came from, and it was going to cost money. Like, so now we have to invest in this dream. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, okay, well, you know, good luck. Now it's going to cost the family money. So, you know, you've never shown me any interest in this before, you know. Um, but, I, you know, thank God she has definitely excelled in it, but you know, for me to be a parent, I was a little skeptical. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't. As an investor, so you're looking at it as an investor. An investor, when you when you go through an investor, they want to know if you did your homework. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's not like the kid you 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 got a kid that's got a wicked jump shot and always had it since he was five years old. Could you know could play ball, and now it's college, and he says, okay, you know, I want to, you know. I want to further my basketball career. You know, that's all they've ever done. So you say, okay, I, I, I knew this conversation was coming, and I'm prepared for it. You know, but when somebody jumps out the blue and says, okay, this is something that I want to do, you know, it may it may just set you back a bit before you embrace it. But T. Hall, you you said something. You, you you said something about you thank God. I think that's what you just said. You, Thank God that you mentioned that. You mentioned God. I did. I did. I did. Let me ask y'all this, fellas. Do dreams come from God or Satan? Careful now. I was thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) It depends on what you're dreaming about. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, God already knows what what you want to do and how you want to. He's already got it done. We already know that. So, um, for one, he's not a dream killer. However, Satan can throw some other dreams in you to bypass the dream that God wants you to have. Man, y'all saying something. No, 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 no. That's 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 so deep. What he? (laughs) I mean, look, look. That's 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 so deep. What you just said. And I can't even explain to you how deep it is. It's just so deep. And we talk about, we talk about, we know that we're walking these steps backwards. We know that God already knows where we're going to be, when we're going to be, the exact second we're going to be. And I honestly believe that we all have an existence. You know, you may live 50 years, and your existence is to meet somebody on a corner and tell them, stop right here, don't cross the street. You may live 50 years just to tell one person, stop right here. There's traffic coming across the street. 
which is crazy to think about. But I think that when we have, I think that God sometimes gives us a glimpse of it. Not often, but just like you was talking about the governor and that birthday cake. Mm-hmm. That said President 2016. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Somebody got, that, that, that may have gotten leaked some kind of way. I know this sounds crazy, but it may have gotten leaked where somebody's got a glimpse of where this person is going to be in 2016, if that's the case, right? Mm-hmm. But that could be doing a world of good where Satan says, no, nah, i got to stop that. I already know about that dream. It's my job mm-hmm. to kill it. Mm. Man, you're saying something, brother. Because, yes, and, and y'all are exactly right. Dreams come from God, Satan, and activities surrounding the dreamer. But God gives dreams of greatness, prosperity, guidance, and success to his people. And he has a purpose for giving us a dream. But the brother said how Satan can come behind God and infiltrate your dreams. And if we're not careful, we could be confused, deceived, misled, or possibly even destroyed. And I'll give you an example. Did Satan subtly convince you to marry that woman you ultimately ended up divorcing. <laughs> I mean, you know you shouldn't have married her. You should have never married her. But you did it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say that, too. Hmm. Wow. Make sure you lock the bottom lock on your way out. <laughs> I'm, I'm already up in your basement. <laughs> I'm already up in your basements. Yeah. I mean, look, look, look at, you know, look at how you know you shouldn't have married her. You, I mean, you know, but you did it with, in the church with a pastor the whole nine. Right. That's right. Right. But you and knew he, going And in. he used the church to influence me to do it. Mm. <laughs> oh, have mercy! Getting tight in here now, brother. He used the people of the church to influence me to make an honest woman out of this girl. Wow. Mm. That's deep. But, Some somebody might not get that to tomorrow. Mm. Go ahead. You were saying something to y'all. I did. I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> Still marinating on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's good to know where it's coming from. It's good to know where your attacks are coming from. I would just mm-hmm. say that. We have to be uh, 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 aware of where it's it's coming from and that, yes, it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we are going to make decisions that we know in our gut are wrong. You know, but mm. hope that that it's not going to interrupt the big plan that that we have for our lives. Because mm-hmm. you can get back on track. Like I, me and I got back on track. We was going down the wrong path. Oh yeah. We was down that wrong path, brother. Thinking Preach. Good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, to everybody around. What you got to do? You got to get married. Then you get in there and all this stuff gets thrown in the mix and you sitting there smothered. 
Mm. Like you know, like like the song says, "How do I work this? How did I get here?" No, you know I just saying? knew I was gonna have sex for the rest of my life. Listen <laughs> 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 to the devil. Listen to the devil. Yes, it, every day was gonna be a porno. <laughs> hey. And then and wow. then and then and then you end up doing it with everybody but the one you're supposed to do it with. <laughs> That's how dumb my ass was. <laughs> oh, I was there right there. I was, you know. Can I can I can I throw can I throw some ahead, my head <laughs> And that is and I and I notice I notice this in Bible study, so I I'll make this brief. Do your thing. <laughs> but, uh, do your thing, brother. We, we, we already <laughs> there, brother. Yeah. We already but, there. But there's there's this there's this story about you know in the Bible about about this young man named Joseph who gets this dream. We talking about dream killers, dream builders, and uh, and he gets this dream and he's young, and uh, you know he pretty much tells you know his family, his brothers about the dream, and um, you know of course you know they they're hating their dream killers, and and the comment I wanted to throw out was this is that sometimes you know Joseph kind of throws it out and he's a little arrogant. You know, I mean, he's a little arrogant when he tells him about his dream because his dream pretty much is that, hey, one day I'm going to have this high position, kind of like the guy y'all talked about 2016 being president. And uh, he throws it out to his brothers, and he's a little arrogant with it. And I know the question is, uh, you know, the question was about, you know, uh, does the devil influence you? And I just wanted to throw out the fact that sometimes we can get our dreams, and we are not necessarily mature enough to handle the dream when we get it. Mm. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like, like, like you can get it, and your 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 character isn't even at a place where you can function or carry out the dream yet. But you just get it early, like you get a glimpse of it. Yeah, yeah, that definitely applied to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get a glimpse, you 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 know, you feel within yourself, hey, this is this is possible, and you just kind of have again. It's not like my man said earlier. He said, hey, you know, I'm humble with it. And I ain't necessarily going to the family reunion. Like, yo. You know, look at all my degrees. You know, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. check out check, check check out my compensation package. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, but but there are. I think there are situations where we can we can get a dream. We can kind of you know get a glimpse of it. Know you know the direction we want to go in, and and prematurely you know kind of have an arrogance or 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 a misdirected swagger that can offend some folks. Yeah. Mm. You know, and sometimes you can attract dream killers because of the arrogance that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and you, you just said something, brother, about Joseph, the story of Joseph. And what he's talking about is Genesis 37, 5 through 11. Yes, look sir. it up after the call. Yes, after sir. the call. After the call. <laughs> um, because you look at even Joseph's father, Jacob, didn't even appreciate his son's dreams. Sure, sure. But listen, Jacob was a man of God who had also experienced prophecies from the Lord, and he realized what was happening wasn't merely the idle dreams of a boy, but the word of God. I mean, you talk about something, you know, your your little boy comes up and says, Dad, I had a dream, and, you know, he's like, whoa, whoa, that sounds more like a prophetic word, son. You know, but at first he didn't appreciate it. Just like his, and, and remember, Joseph was not just their brother. He was their baby brother. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so he was the younger brother. I mean, you think that in, in a line of brothers, you think the oldest one would, would get the dream. You know what I mean? That would just that would be natural. You would expect and, that. And just to kind of contemporize it, you know, 
he pretty much, his dream pretty much said, look, he's going to rule over his father and his brothers. Can you imagine, you know, somebody talked about it earlier, going to the old heads who walk 18 miles to school and telling them, I'm going to be the CEO. <laughs> you know, talk about it. You know, I mean, that's, in essence, that's what he's saying. He's like, yeah, I know y'all treaded through the snow and the rain, but I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a be in charge of all of y'all. Y'all going to work for me after a while. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would have political power over his brothers, too. I mean, they would have to bow down, you know. Yep. And, you know, like, like you said, thank you for that, brother, is that, you know, we have to be wary you know, and ask God to expose every satanic dream and help us to overcome, you know, because we have to subject dreams to God's word since we know that satanic dreams will always negate the will of God. I mean, we know that. But have y'all ever heard of the rapper Meek Mill? Y'all heard of Meek Mill? Amen. Y'all heard of him? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, you heard him. Yeah, he sang that song, Amen, you know. Yeah, I can't believe that. Bad, bad. Yeah, yeah, that song, yeah. But um, anyway, Meek Mill, since being signed in 2011 to Rick Ross, his Maybach Music Group, or MMG for short, Meek Mill has released two installments of his Dream Chasers series. And just last Friday, Meek announced the creation of his own record label called Dream Chasers Records. And just today, fellas, just today, October 30th, 2012, he released his debut studio album entitled Dreams and Nightmares. About to get a little dicey here. What do y'all think about nightmares? We've been talking about dreams all night. But what do y'all think about what are what are nightmares anyway? What are nightmares? Wake you up. Hmm? The wake you up kind. They wake you up, yeah. They a dream gone bad. That's right. And I and, and I've I've got my dictionary tonight, fellas, so let me help you. Nightmares are dreams that cause intense fear. Nightmares are often complex and fairly long. And during the dream, the sleeper usually encounters or experiences a threat to their life or safety. And as the dream progresses, the threat to the person usually increases, as does their sense of fear. Waking usually occurs just as the threat or danger reaches its climax. And it's often difficult for a person to return to sleep after waking up from a nightmare. Sometimes people may even avoid going to sleep after a particularly intense nightmare because of the fear of having another bad dream. Now watch this. Nightmare disorder, also called dream anxiety disorder, is characterized by the occurrence of repeated dreams during which the sleeper feels threatened and frightened. Some researchers think that artistic or creative people are at greater risk for nightmares as are people who are generally sensitive. And these people are considered to have well-developed imaginations and are very sensitive to environmental and social factors. Now, saying all that, I want to play a, a clip of, of 20 seconds, fellas. 20 seconds. Let me see if I can get this thing played. So describe some of the nightmares you've been having. Well, just the other few days ago, 
I had a nightmare about um, a tornado and that we had to go to this special tornado shelter, but I was still kind of scared. I just wanted to um, be safe and not let anybody get hurt or anything. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. Now, that was actually my nine-year-old daughter. She has frequent nightmares. And she fits the the description, the category of, of what they're describing here because she's very creative. She has a wild imagination. She's very artistic. And what I mean by artistic and creative, uh, she's in the fourth grade, and this is the first year that she hasn't had uh, one of her, her, her artwork featured in the county fair. So since kindergarten, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, we go and look at her artwork, and usually she gets a ribbon or two. Wild imagination. I give her a pizza box. She makes a house out of a pizza box with the paper towels cut up as drapes and cardboard steps. But what you just heard, that was that was my daughter. She has frequent nightmares. And the actual percentage of people that suffer from nightmare disorder is actually unknown because many people don't seek treatment for it, and they generally resolve as as children mature. Now watch this. Some people think that Satan or demons are infiltrating their minds during nightmares. There's actually nothing in the Bible to substantiate that. There are no biblical incidents of demonic forces communicating with people during dreams or nightmares. Most likely, nightmares are nothing more than the brain's way of contending with our fears and concerns as it continues to function during sleep cycles. So I'm not really worried about her. But here's the question. Does anybody know? what the cure is for nightmares. Does anybody know what the cure is for nightmares? This is an easy one. I, I know I used to have nightmares a lot. Yeah. But I stopped having them. Um, I would just think about a certain sequence of events to uh, stop me from having them. And now I'd have them very, very rarely do I have nightmares. Tell yourself it's only a dream. Mm-hmm. But there actually is a cure, and the cure is prayer. Ah. Mm -hmm. Listen, prayer is our most potent weapon against any kind of emotional or spiritual distress. And as in all things, God grants wisdom to those who seek it from him, and he's promised his peace to all who seek it. And that's in James 1 and 5. But also in Philippians, the fourth chapter, it states, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now, that's Philippians 4. But back to dreams. Back to dreams. Didn't God give us imaginations for a reason? Do, don't, do you think he loves it when we dream big? Oh, yeah. And it's life just the, the, the reason to dream. Say again? He gave everybody the purpose to dream. Exactly. And is life just too short not to dream big? 
Well, I mean, that's that's what you get, though. See, um, some people look at a dream as a dream. You know, worldly conditions try to take over what a dream is, and that's why you don't have any innovators these days in the world. You have you have people who are waiting on somebody else to do something. Mm. And looking at God. Isn't God the biggest dreamer of us all? I mean, he was the one who created Earth, filled it with all kinds of wonderful wonderful creations, you know, animals, including us. So why do so many people see God as some big bully in the sky as opposed to an intelligent, loving person? Why do you think people see him as this big, you know, the big bully in the sky versus someone who 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 his dream his biggest dream was that he's able to have a relationship with each one of us i mean that's crazy to me yes i mean he had a relationship with t-hawk me and p-town and ike and al at the same time and want more relationships and wants relationships stronger exactly you know and want us to pay more attention to the relationship mm-hmm and be and be jealous of outside relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you talk about outside relationships other than God. Now we're all married. And I want to go back to something we touched on earlier about the witness protection program. What about your wife's dreams? If I ask your lady about her dreams, do you think she would tell me, or would she say that some of her dreams are the witness protection program? Who would she tell me? If I asked her, say, you know, Mrs. Such and Such, what are your dreams? Do you think that she would tell me, or she got them tucked away in the witness protection program that we talked about earlier? How do you think she would respond? Go ahead, brother. I think some wives might might tell you a stranger quicker than they tell their husband. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And, and you know why? You know why? Because aren't we sometimes guilty of using her thoughts, dreams, or fears against her? They can come out in an argument. That's right. They can come you know, out in an argument, man. Baby, that's unrealistic. What you don't know me? Know what you're talking about? And and once you belittle her inner thoughts, it'll cost you dearly. Yeah, you can't, can't fight it back. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can, yeah, yeah, you can cancel it after that. Mhm. And I mean, she has she has no uh, she she has no fear or you know intimidation of any sorts. You know, because you I mean you're not known. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Like you don't you don't share intimate space, and after the conversation, I may never see you again. That's right. Right. And the reason I ask that, brethren, fellas, because my wife recently told me I was a dream killer. I'm sorry. To I didn't take brother. it well. Yeah, I didn't take it well. Cause Wait a minute. Know. Your wife told you you were the dream killer? That's right. Absolutely. But she wouldn't let you go to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Don't respond to that, Rodney. I know, yeah. <laughs> and Rodney, Rodney, and that yeah. should have been one of your lifelong dreams. 
Yeah, but for you, the ultimate goal, the ultimate dream is to be as far as you can within the 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 the, the government where you work, right? Right. It's exactly. So each promotion is a goal. Brings me closer. Closer to your dream. So you haven't accomplished your dream yet. Right. You still working on it. Right. Gotcha. But didn't we say that the dream killers could be motivation? Yes. So so couldn't the motivation to want to have one of them cookies propel you to lose more weight? So you're like, okay, now I can have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See. yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, you got to have, I mean, look. Right, he's right. Yeah, you go ahead. Right, I'm, I'm just taking the side of Rodney's wife on this. Sometimes you got you to, gotta, we have to stop looking at our loved ones as a scapegoat. You know what I'm saying? Just because, you know, you know, I'm bringing home cookies don't mean you have to eat them. At some point, you got to take some initiative and say, look, I'm the one that want to lose the weight, so I'm not going to eat those cookies. And the more you bring home, the more it's going to, you know, empower me not to eat them. <laughs> that's, a, mm-hmm. that's a whole other goal in itself, man. Mm-hmm. See that, Miss Turner? This is not me saying that. <laughs> yeah, but I gotta tell like you were definitely on our side, but uh, I'm on our side on this one. Yeah. Don't have my own, but I'm on our side on this one. <laughs> I wanna read y'all this short letter that I found. Um and this is written this was written by a woman and it reads as follows. My husband is a dream builder. He has taught me that anything is possible. He's a huge inspiration to me. I'm so blessed to have him by my side, always encouraging me. When opposites balance each other out, it's a powerful thing in a marriage. As a dream builder, he sees the best in me and cheers me on to success. Even my tendency toward being a dream killer is mitigated by him and is kind of like a reality check. But both of us have have unique functions in our relationship. What do y'all think about that? This woman, not my wife. This this woman wrote this letter and is praising her husband for how much of a dream builder he is. What do y'all think about this? And how opposites, dream builders and dream killers balance each other out. And each of them have unique functions in the marriage, in the relationship. Have any thoughts on this? I always like when women praise their husbands, period. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> Say that. that I what you're talking about. As long as it gets some praise, the brother's getting some praise, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because praise is good. But um, as we close, get close to shutdown time here, I was actually hoping that T-Hawk had got off the phone already because you know, I wanted to tell, I wanted to tell the brothers how T. Hawk is a dream killer. All right, all right. Yeah. No, I'm so. still on the phone, brother. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. knew you were talking about that dude. Yeah, <laughs> you, y'all, y'all, you had to hear this one way or the other, T. Hawk. So here it goes, fellas. When it comes to my topics, when it comes to, you know, what I want to talk about, sometimes T. Hawk can be a dream killer. Uh huh. I know. And you know, I tell him my topic, I preview the content, you know, give him a little glimpse, 
You know, I'm, I get excited about what I'm going to talk about on Tuesday nights. And what, how does he respond? Man, you don't need to do that. You don't need to say that. You don't need to ask all them questions. You don't need all those music clips. This ain't no radio show. <laughs> I mean, see all. I mean, sometimes he sounds like a nagging wife. Sometimes I've heard it. And thank you. And, and when I told him tonight's topic, listen, y'all want to know how he responded? He probably said you don't need to do that. What I said? Exactly. He said we did that already. Yeah, we did that already. But yeah. we did. Patrice, am I telling the truth? We did. We did it back in 2009. But okay. I said, I said, look, I'm going to flip this joint around, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to flip it up. And, you know, he was like, uh-huh, mm mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I, I actually just talked to T-Hawk yesterday, and I was going to preview some of the content, some of the material with the dream builder and the dream killer. But I said, you know what, I'll pass. I ain't even going to, you know, because I know wow. he's just going to kill it. Hey, kill hey, but look, listen, listen, listen. You know you kill a lot of mine too, though. Why you want to talk about that? You look <laughs> like you're just reaching. Seems like you're just reaching with that topic. Where you get that topic? Oh, we already did that before. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, brother. You're right. Look, we all. You know, sometimes I leave you feeling a little like, okay, man, I gotta go back to the drawing board. I gotta I go back to the drawing board. But but guess what? Guess what? It's a good thing. Right. It's a good thing because it keeps us on our toes. You keep me on my toes. You will tell me if my topic is whack mm-hmm. with no hesitation. You be like, hey, what are you talking about, dude? And I don't know if you're doing that because I do it to you, or I don't know if you tell me it's whack because it's just whack. <laughs> I think both. You know what I mean? Know. Y'all want to? Yeah. He got to get 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 some of his own medicine. But listen, if y'all want to feel better about yourself, then uh, run your topics by me, and I'll tell you they whack. <laughs> but 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 I'd rather us do that to one another than just say, "Oh, great, go with it." That's right. That's I'd rather right. us be critics of our own work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's the dynamic because we come from two different backgrounds. Certain times, you know, I'll I'll, I'll bring up something to write and be like, "Where did that come from?" And I'll be like, "I don't even know, man." He'd be like, "All right, go with it." Or mm-hmm. something. I used to send Roddy my topic every week, and sometimes he corrected and sent it back to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, Patrice? You get it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. Patrice, you get it from both of us. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's 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 that. I think that we have found a way to be good at this. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what makes us good. It's because we're not afraid to tell each other, nah, man, that ain't going to work. I don't yeah. like it. I don't understand it. And, and real talk, fellas. Listen, from housewife to hoes, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, that was mine. <laughs> man, I didn't want no part of that. <laughs> Why do you scare you sometimes with it, man? He'd scare you. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, did he just ask that question? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? But guess what? Every Tuesday... I'm going to be there with you, and we're going to make the call. We're going to make it happen. I don't care what the topic is. We're going to figure it out. and make. If I don't agree with it, yes or no, I'm going <laughs> to ask questions, and I'm going to be there, and we're going to make it happen. And I'm glad you said that, T-Hawk, because i got to <laughs> clean it up. Because, now, fellas, we all know, we all know that T-Hawk is also a dream builder. T-Town mentioned it earlier. And we wouldn't be on here on a weeknight. 11 o'clock in the evening, if it weren't for him. 
So, T-Hawk, briefly tell the, the fellas how you kept running from your calling to do this thing. Tell them. Um, this was not a dream, by the way, by any means. Mm. This is not something that I ever looked forward to doing, ever. You know me, I'm if, but those, those of y'all know me, I'm as laid back as it gets. I don't want no attention. I don't want to talk in front of a lot of people. I just want to fly under the radar as low as I can get. Um, but this was given to me, you know, and 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 to this day, um, I was trying to. I was uh, well before this happened. I was trying to make a marriage game with my wife because we were going to like marriage uh, seminars and stuff like that. And I was trying to make a marriage game or something that we can participate with other married couples just so we can get, you know, more information about being married because we were newlyweds. And then this was given to me. Um, you know, and it was God who said, look, this is what you got to do. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not calling nobody. We're not going to have no conference call. I'm not doing none of that. And for about a year, I ducked it and ducked it and ducked it and ducked it. And then one day I just couldn't duck it anymore. You know, I was like, okay, well, he's obviously giving me something. Let me just try it out. So um, I got this topic, um, is my marriage recession-proof? And I um, called all of, all the married guys I knew that was in my phone book. And I said, look, I'm a, I got this conference line. It's free. Just call in at 9 o'clock, and we're going to talk about marriage. And I didn't know if one person was going to call in. And maybe eight or nine people called in, and we just... And I wrote down some questions, and I asked some questions. And I was nervous as I don't know what. I can't be, I can't tell you how nervous I was. But anyway, it worked out. So then I said, all right. Then somebody said, well, what's going to be next week? And I was like, I don't know. I'll send out an email. And then here we are, four years later, 200, 300 men deep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but again, it wasn't, it wasn't initially... I couldn't have called it a dream of mine because I was ducking it. But now it is a dream of mine to bring it worldwide. And thank you for that, T-Hawk. And how many dream killers have you come across regarding household stress? More than I like to count. (laughs) More than I like to talk about. (laughs) More than I like. I mean, honestly, there was one guy. His name is Reggie. Um, and me and and he and his wife and me and my wife we were going to Bible studies together, but it was about marriage building. And I was like, look, you know, I got this this vision, this idea, and maybe me and you could do it together. And he was like, well, are we gonna make some money? <laughs> I was like, no. He said, I'm not interested. You know what I mean? But I was glad that I went to him first because he 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 pointed out to me that if you're in this for the money. Don't do it. And then I got early on. I said, "Well, guess what? It's not going to be about the money." Because back then, I wanted to. Make, I was like him. I wanted to make money. And a couple of people said, "How are you going to make money doing it?" And then I had to realize when God tells you to do something, it's not about the money. Never about the money. So I had to separate it, you know. And then He gave me Rodney and Patrice that came in with the same vision and said, "I like it, and let's run with it." You know, and we've been doing this every week. And it's created dreams for Mm. us, you know, for the three of us, actually, because we all share the same goals in making this thing as, you know, and we're all obedient to the point that we know it's not going to happen overnight. But just like the brother said earlier, 
a year earlier than this, I wouldn't have been able to handle this. And that's probably why I ducked and dodged it so long, because I wasn't mature enough. You see what I'm saying? So when he gave it to me, I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. So it, it, it took 12 months for me to step up to the thing. And what a pastor once said, and I'll always remember this, God will give you the directive first and the directions later. You see what I'm saying? Once you show up to do the job, then he's going to give you the directions, little by little. And I believe that we're still getting the directions on how to run this show. Good words. Great words. That's strong. Oh, I got to add on to that. I got to add on. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I, and, I mean, just to tell you how deep his vision has been, um, we had a conversation. I remember me and my wife, we were walking. We were doing some exercise, and he called me on the phone and said, Patrice, I got this vision. He says, I want to build an Internet. A oh, website. And, and on this on this website. He wanted to build a website. And on this website, I want to do other things. I want to branch this not out for men, but I want to do it for women. Then I wanted to be able to do it for counseling. Then I want to be able to help other people by bringing their businesses on our website and do a lot of different things. This was in 2008, and I don't know if y'all noticed at the end of 2011, going in 2012, he was a he his website was a was built to do those type of things, and and it was those goals that we were talking about. It, it took time, where where the goals are not really a dream. That's the differences because you know he had a vision first. And then once the car kept going and going and moving and moving, it was like, okay, now it's time to implement this. It's time to implement this, and let's see how it goes. You can see the growth to the point where we've been on the radio for a while. We've been, we got a book out. Uh, we we've had sponsors who assisted us in a lot of different things, and we've lost callers and gained new callers. So. You can see where this call is going. And one thing that we can always remember is that for the four years that we've been doing this, we haven't missed the Tuesday. Here it is, a hurricane, Sandy then came through. And we still, off one man's dream, have 12 people on mm-hmm. the call. Mm-hmm. So our numbers didn't even reduce during a, a, a bad weather. So that just tells you to respect and honor what one person's dream can do. Because, I mean, even talking to that, I was like, man, you know, he asked me, he says, well, what you want to do, Patrice? I said, well, I always wanted to own my own business. He says, well, you can throw your business on my website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, now we both got a dream. And now we're going to work our dreams together. So so that's another thing, is that a lot of us, we don't assist each other in our own dreams to build our own dreams, assist others in their dreams to build our own dreams. And you say that, P-Town, and we need to put your business on the website. <clears throat> you know, I mean, like you said, I mean, the website is, is, is ready to handle it now. Before it wasn't. But, I mean, now it is. Yeah. You know? Now, but it, it, all our dreams are rubbing off. Uh, Rodney 
his dream his his fulfilled himself. He got a I don't know if y'all remember a couple calls before, but he got a promote. He didn't know he got a third kid. Now he has his boy. That was his dream to get his boy. His wife said, "We're gonna try one more time. Let's roll the dice." <laughs> I boy. think that was her dream. <laughs> right. But in that, he said, yeah. Rodney said to himself, he says, I'm doing all this, I'm doing all that. I don't have the funding for it. But what happened? He ended up becoming a, an associate vice president. VP. VP. VP, okay. Mm-hmm. In his division. Mm-hmm. Because, because of a vision and a dream that him and his, he and his family have. So... It doesn't have to be business. It, your dream can be anything. Mm-hmm. And 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 let me also say something too. Prior to this, I um, this may be one of the only things that I really stuck to in my life, if I think about it, because I was one of those big dreamers, man. I wanted to do this, that, and the other, and it was oh, maybe a lot of times I dreamed well, well over my head, well, with, you know, outside of my own reach. Um, but this one, like I said, was given to me. But it was given to me with a firewall. What would you call it in security, Rodney? Firewall when there is support support staff. Yeah. There's a fail safe. Okay. Yeah. Where it's 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 even if I wanted to quit, I couldn't quit. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like even if I said, yeah, you know. Four, five, six months in, I only got seven callers in, people not calling in, people dropping off. You know, let me just quit because, you know, it, it ain't doing nothing. The failsafe was already put in place, and that was Rodney Patrice. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So now when you have people that say, okay, we coming on board, you know, I'm pretty st- sure Steve Jobs had somebody in the background saying, no, 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 you got to keep, you got to keep at it. You have to keep at it. I know it's not working. I know you got fired from these folks. I know, you know what I mean, your spirits are down, but you have to keep at it. We have a goal, too. The word we in your dream is a beautiful thing. If somebody steps in and says, we have a goal to obtain, and they adopt your dream and say, okay, now it's our dream, now you have help. So now you're thinking, I can't let these people down. That's also taking a part of the dream, and that's been motivation for me every week. Because now it's like, okay, sometimes I don't feel like getting on. Sometimes they don't feel like getting on, but we refuse to let each other down. Period. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, preparing this show tonight, you know, really made me think. You know, look at myself and figure out who and, and what I am. Yeah. But you know, final question for the evening, fellas. Um, for you personally, was tonight's show a dream builder or a dream killer? Was tonight's show a dream builder or a dream killer? Motivated me. I'm working right now. <laughs> I don't know. It's a dream killer. I could have been sleeping at 10 o'clock. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is motivation because, you know, we can always say, you know, I got power and it's the first night of NBA. As guys, we say anything. It's definitely a dream builder. Absolutely. Definitely a dream builder. There's no no way around it. 
No way around it. No way around it. No way around it. That's good words, fellas. Well, nothing else. We get to the conclusion and flip this thing over to open mic. Um, Don't go nowhere. I'm going to put you all on mute because the conclusion is kind of, I want you all to make sure you all hear it. But the conclusion, your favorite part. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. We should all continue to dream. And along with dreaming, we should not forget to do. our show for the evening fellas thank you for tuning in to another episode of the virtual talk show brought to you by mad men don't talk we hope that you enjoyed the show you can join us again next tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m eastern standard time and next week's topic will be the first family for more information please feel free to visit our new and improved website Householdstress.com and also to download our free Household Stress app from the Google Play Store for your Droid smartphone.